You know you really can't call yourself a student of the game until you know exactly where that hobby you're playing came from. My name is Jaden, and this is Season 2 of IMX, and today we're going to talk about the origins of e-fetting. So let's get to it. Explode! So we're back at it. I was take I took a small break. I mean, I intended to take a little bit longer break, to be honest with you, but I was amazed by the amount of people who reached out to contact me. And I want to thank everybody who did. I contacted them, most of you back on Discord. But the truth is, is that there was just too many people to reply to. I honestly didn't think that many people were listening to the show. I saw the listens on Anchor, don't get me wrong, and on Spotify. But sometimes it could be your friends listening multiple times. But I, I guess apparently the show's not doing too bad. So Thank you very much for the support that you've given me. Thank you to the feds that have reached out to contact me. I'm doing all right. As you notice, I might sound a little better today. That's simply because I'm home in the studio shooting you a more high-definition podcast. I hope you enjoy it. I'm home on quarantine. Apparently, somebody in my household has come up positive for COVID-19. And just at the right time, my allergies decided to kick in. <laughs> so I, I don't have it. I'm pretty, I've had it before, so I know the difference. But... This is just allergies, but I have to stay home just in case because we don't want to get anybody else sick. So that being said, we're going to see what we can do, use this time wisely, and put out another podcast. I, I last, I guess about last month, I knocked out season one of my show, and I wanted to take, like I said, a longer break. Not everything works out as planned, and this is it, episode one of season two. This year, we're going to kind of, this year, this season, we're going to kind of focus more on the mechanics of e-fetting. We're going to give you a little bit of history of e-fetting. We're going to talk about why we do the things we do, where we get the terms that we get. And anybody who's looking to get new into the hobby, which there's not many of them, to be honest, and we're hoping we see more this year. Anybody who's new to the hobby might be able to listen to these podcasts as kind of a how-to to get into the hobby. I think I got a little bit of experience to help out people with that. I'm not trying to sound presumptuous. I'm just saying I've been doing this a while. So go ahead and sit back, grab yourself a cold one, or get yourself a hot one, whatever you're into. Relax with me. Let's talk for a little bit. So today we're going to talk about e-fetting. How did it start? Where it came from? Well, before we can do that, we have to talk about the different types of e-feds. Because if you're looking to start getting into e-fetting, or maybe you've been in one type of e-fed for quite some time and you're looking to try something new, this is your opportunity to see what else is out there. Keep in mind, this list is the list that I came up with. And who knows, by the time I put this list out, some of these type of feds may be gone. Thing, the truth of the matter is when it comes to e-fetting is that this is a dying game. Uh, wrestling is not as big as it once was. Of course, with us fans, it absolutely is just as big as it once was. But as a fan, since the 80s, I can tell you that the sport was a hell of a lot bigger before than it is now. Of course, you know, like again, we have diehard fans. We'll always have diehard fans. But I think we're getting back to that period of right when Shawn Michaels and Bret Hart were champion, when wrestling was only really big with the the loyal fans, you know, right before the big Attitude Era kicked in, when Stone Cold became champion. We're talking about the, the period right before Stone Cold. That's kind of what it feels like right now. So probably the most important thing you need to know in e-fedding is what kind of e-feds there are. First on the list would be original federations. Original federations are where the promotion makes little to no reference of real-life wrestling and depicts make-believe pro wrestlers and events. Basically, it's your most common e-fed. These are the e-feds that allow you to take characters such as Randy Orton or Triple H or Vin Diesel 
or whoever you see on TV and you make them into your character. You take their poser, you put it on an application, you give them a name, you give them a story and you role play as your character. But the image that people have in their mind of your character is the image that you put out there. It could be a real wrestler. It could be an anime character. It could be a movie star. Sky's the limit. This is the most common type of EFED out there. Next up is imitation original federations. This is ones that mix both imitation characters and original content, meaning you take all the stuff that I just told you from the last EFED, and then you get all uh, characters that are involved in that are not based on anything. Maybe these are drawings someone drew of their character. Maybe they are com- like computer-created images of the character. Basically, there's nothing nothing copied in their character. Everything is, is user-created content. And they, this, these kind of feds allow that kind of content to mix in with imitations. So sometimes you'll see somebody using like Triple H and name themselves Explode. And he'll be taking on a guy, Dr. Death, who is a never, you know, this character is completely original. And it allows it to happen. That's the kind of e-fed that is. Next up is the Angle Federations. Angle Federations are exactly what it says. These federations are run more simply or similarly to real-life wrestling promotions, meaning all the results are predetermined. I'm not really a fan of those, but a lot of people are. The results are predetermined. You and your opponent will sit down and you'll discuss how you want your your feud to go, and then you're going to go to town, write and role plays against each other. The cool part to this is you get to focus on the RP, you get to focus on the story, and you're actually literally working with somebody because you the stress of who's going to win is already out of the picture, you know, and it's kind of like reflection of real life you know, wrestling promotions in general because we all know wrestling is fake. In case you didn't know that, you've heard it here first, guys. Wrestling's fake. So <laughs> that being said, the stuff that happens in the ring is real. And this kind of federation is sort of like that. What you see on the screen is real. Those RPs they're writing, they're real. The feelings that went in those RPs, they're very real. The outcome, predetermined. Again, I don't really care for this kind of fed. I like to have my own future in my hands when I'm writing. But I've always thought about trying it out one day, to be honest with you. Not that that's going to happen now, but I thought about trying it out one day. I, I think the, the idea that you get to just write an RP, not worry about the ending, which we all want to do at the end of the day. We all want to not worry about who wins and loses, but people are competitive, just like me, you know? And so this really forces you to just Focus on your writing. I commend this to people who can do this. Absolutely, bravo. You get an X seal of approval for that. So yeah, that's the angle federations. Next, we have hybrid federations. This is where match outcomes are decided by a combination of role play and angle aspects. Some hybrid federations exist with a tilt toward one of the type of federations, such for example, being 60% role play, 60% angle. So if it sounds like I'm reading this, it's because I am. I'm actually looking at the eFed uh, Wikipedia. So you can actually read along with me if you want to take the time to pull that up. So that being said, uh, the, the hybrid federations, that's really confusing to me. The, the truth is sometimes they angle the results. Usually it's during the, uh, the big matches and then the straight up results are usually for their regular shows. So put it in perspective for you, all of your house shows, your weekly shows, those would all be straight up RP driven results, right? But when it comes to pay-per-views, title matches, and whatnot, those results are usually predetermined when you look at a hybrid federation. It's the way they can keep control of where their titles go, how long they last, and really build up the the legacies of their championships. I can't knock that one, but I definitely don't want to be in that one. So there's that. Next, we have role-play federations. These federations base all match out overcomes 
I think they meant outcomes, on the evaluation of judges, for that matter, its fed head or staff. Well, I guess, you know, in today's day and age, that might be the most common type of uh, eved today. Most efeds have staff or a fed head that do all the judging. You know, two people write their ass off and then the staff come in and they decide who is the winner of the match. And there's some feds out there that have a whole scorecard of how they do the judging. And that's really cool, man. I mean, that's really cool. There's a lot of thought that get put get, gets put into the decision of matches nowadays, as opposed to when I was doing it in the beginning, I can't honestly say that that was the, the case. So, And the, the problem with that is, is that when I did it, there was a lot of beef. You know, there was a lot of arguments over results and, uh, you know, how matches went down. And you don't get that anymore uh, with the, with the scorecard based uh, results. The EFED, any of the staff, the Fed head can tell you at any point why you went won or lost the match because it comes down to like uh, score points. So while that's weird to me, it's only weird to me simply because I'm an old school uh, player, but I totally would be down with that one. Like if I had to choose, I would take that that kind of uh, judging system and put it into the generation I'm from. Really a big fan of that. Next, we have email federations. These federations are the email system to write and receive role plays and use it to send out to the completed shows. This one goes all the way back to the beginning of uh, e-fetting. In the beginning of e-fetting, it was email, believe it or not. Uh, the, the promoter would put the matches on a forum or a gaming site, so to speak, like GameFAQs for anybody who remembers that. They, they would put the matches out and then the opponents would write their role plays in an email and shoot it to the promoter. So the two people who were in a match together, they never actually see each other's RPs because uh, the RPs are sent via email to the promoter. The, with, the, with the RPs come in and everybody who's judging reads the RPs and then the results are posted. Um, and back then, they didn't really post an entire match. It was just results that you read. But nowadays, it's not uncommon to see that they do the whole match now. Um, I don't know if I care for that one only simply because, only simply because and I want to keep in mind here that that's how I started, by the way. But I'd like to keep in mind here that I like to read the, the RPs that are written, not just in my match, but other matches. I know that most people don't really read anybody else's RP. They say they do, but they don't. I like to read other people's RPs because every RP I read, if, if I'm active and I'm competing, I'll read all them, every match, every RP, because when I face you later, I got that in my head already. I don't have to really do too much studying on you because I already have. That's probably why I was so successful. I managed to do my studying in real time. And maybe we'll do a show on that one day, how I approached my matches, how I prepared. It really was a preparation process. It wasn't just look at the website. Oh, look, I'm facing Donkey Doolittle today. So uh, I'm just going to go on the website and look at all the matches he's been in and see if he's won or lost. That's not how I did it. So that's that's something to talk about at a later time. So, yeah, the email federations, that's how they did it. That's the original way of doing it. Um, it was actually the first way of doing it. I'm actually going to be surprised if anybody's still doing it that way. But that was a thing. So then you got fed, uh, fantasy federations. These, there are two types of those. The first type is where the number of handlers work together to write the shows. Some of them even do role plays. So that is basically a fed driven by its players. There really isn't a staff. There's a fed head. There always has to be a fed head, but there isn't really staff to that one. That's where the players basically are running the shows. They are doing the RPs. They're also writing the shows. It's doesn't leave a lot of room in there for arguments and whatnot because it's all in real time. That's 
The second type of fantasy federations are when people used video games. Uh, video games was actually quite popular back in the day. It was probably the second phase of e-vetting right after the email situation. People were using games like SmackDown, uh, Fire Pro Wrestling, that sort of thing. They would create characters based on the characters that, are, that the players submitted. Um, and then they would have the computer decide what the results were. Um, there was that was actually kind of tough because people would argue that one unless you were willing to post a video of the match, which a lot of people did. But remember, this is the days before YouTube, so it was kind of tough. Uh, there was a lot of room for arguing there. Um, I wouldn't I would not recommend that at all. And that's kind of the all the different types of feds that have been or are there now. Again, e-fedding began with a email message uh, situation. It was about sending in your matches via email, and a lot of it got posted on big name social websites. Then it kind of transferred over to like the instant messenger. That situation, um, I do remember that as well. Again, I wasn't super heavily into it during that time, but yeah, that's that's kind of how it, it transformed into more of a real time environment. From there, it went from the instant messenger to forum sites because forum sites became really popular it was like the big thing and kind of from there it just took off to what you know it today uh they did we used to back in the day i remember post all of our results everywhere it was like really getting out there because there was no twitter you know for the trolls to flame you on so everybody had to like go all every website you could think of where all the social people would be game facts ign uh efed nights like i can just keep going and what you did was all the results to your matches, you would post on those sites. So the E-Fed Fed head had his work cut out for him after every show. So really is a, a rich history to E-Fedding. I think one day it would be really nice if someone that had way more time than I do would sit down and do like a comprehensive uh, background of E-Fedding because it's, it's a good story to tell. It would probably have to be somebody who wasn't part of it, in my opinion. You know, you always... You, you would think that somebody who'd been through something should write a documentary, but I find that somebody who hasn't been through it and is doing the journalistic stuff, you know, like looking it up to history, very neutral and impartial is the best to do a documentary. So I think somebody who was never an e-fetter should sit down and do a history of e-fetting and maybe do a show. I'd, be, I'd love to watch it. I'd even go fund that, you know. So, yeah, there you go. That's the different types of feds, and that's kind of how it came to be. So. That brings us today to 2021 and what's going on with us. You know, what do we have to look forward to in e-fetting? I think now, in my honest opinion, I think that the hobby, whether we want to admit it or not, has grown stagnant. But it also, this, being stagnant is not a bad thing because it forces us to start thinking about new ways to be creative, new ways to get our content out there. As you could tell, I've, I've been doing the podcasting. I'm not the only one. There are people out there doing the podcasting as well. And I would not be surprised. I, I've actually shown you guys when I've had people on my show, I let them do, you know, cut promos against one another. I would not be surprised if one to two years, you're going to see people doing their promos live, just like this, as I'm talking to you, cutting a promo. Um, and, and I think that would be actually pretty cool, to be honest, if they cut promos against each other in, in real time. You, you know, Less writing, you can say that, would really screw up the judging process, but it's all on record, so your staff could like go back and listen to it. I mean... I'm just saying, I'm throwing it out there. It may be an avenue. I, I really would like to see someone do that. I'm challenging somebody to do a live promo fed. I'll even take it one step further. If you do a live promo fed, I'll even give it a shot. So, yeah, I think that that might be the future of the fed. 
I think in terms of like graphics and stuff, I think we're past that. Um, during my generation, they really were heavy with putting graphics in their role plays. Uh, people would go way crazy with the images and the headers. And, you know, I I got into it myself. I'm very guilty of that. But I like to use Photoshop. So it really had nothing to do with everybody else. I like to consider myself kind of a pioneer in that area. But that being said, it was done way before me. So I don't see it done as much today, which might be a good thing. I think that it does take away from the RP. If you can get in there and write an RP without images and whatnot, then I think you should because it really keeps the focus on your writing. Something that I wish I would have done more of in my time. So that's going to move me on to the next part of this show. Uh, one of the things I wanted to address today is how people, what, what roles they play in this hobby. You know, what, what's expected of you. And everybody knows when you're new in this hobby, there's no expectations besides just being a positive member of the community, right? But that's wrong. When you're new in this hobby, you're expected to learn. Don't come in with your chip on your shoulder and your thousand fake belts that you won in fake federations elsewhere, all right? Have your ears open, have your eyes open, and learn. The more you learn, the more respect you're going to get. You're going to get more respect learning than you would if you came in and won 10 in a row. Because winning 10 in a row is great, don't get me wrong, but you're going to lose sooner or later. But if you sit there and learn, your wins are going to come a lot more often at a later time. So as a beginner, that's really all you need to worry about coming in. When you start to be what I call a journeyman, you're not a vet, you're a journeyman. You've been doing this for a little bit of time, but you're still learning. This is probably a really critical time for you because wins and losses are going to start to really matter to you. Um, You're going to take wins too well and you're going to take losses too hard. If you feel like you're at a point where every loss is destroying you and every win is what you live for, then you're probably a journeyman. (laughs) Uh, Journeymen tend to really pour all their heart into their RPs. So you're riding strong about now. Your RPs are like a Bible length. Um, And unfortunately, most of that Bible length will have not much to do with your match. You get so involved with the backstory of your character that that's all you're writing about. Uh, You'll learn later at a later time that the game is much more than that. So that's the journeyman, Uh, your your attendance, your your ability to be there on time to write your RPs on time is on point. You'll post your RPs up and early. I mean, there's not a lot of complaint about as a journeyman, but your maturity level is not where it should be. Some people are cool, though. They'll get in and they have that. I want to learn mentality that they keep from the beginner stage. And that's the good thing. If You can pull that off. You're doing it right. But if all of a sudden you think you're kicking ass, you're the next Roman Reigns, as a journeyman, you have a rough road ahead of you. The next uh, level of experience I would refer to as the E-Fed Superstar. The E-Fed Superstar now has gotten past the point where he knows that he can't write four pages of backstory to win a match. He also knows that being, you know, no-showing is not going to get him, you know, so much respect in the Fed. (laughs) Uh, EFED superstars are usually really good about being part of the community that their their EFED is. They put a lot of uh, positive into the community, and they're they're basically where everybody wants to be. They know the balance between character development and match relevance. I don't care who you are. You could say that uh, RP should just be match relevant, and I'm telling you, you're, you're crazy. I'm I'm telling you that from experience. But if you could say that your RP should be mostly character development. While I think that's really cool, that's not it either. You should probably join a creative writing site. Uh, E-fetting at its core is learning the balance, bringing the balance to your your RP. So you want to balance out match relevance and your backstory. So if you can't do one or the other, then you're not going to probably get too far in the hobby. Superstars know that. 
They know that part of it. They also know what it means to start feuds with people because feuds are what's going to really blow your character up. You can write so well and get your wins rolling along and nobody's going to give a shit about you. But if you could get out there and you get other people involved in your storylines, make tag teams, factions, all that crap, it, it really pushes your character up into the next level. Superstars know that. When other people start rooting for you to win too, you, you're doing it right. Superstars know how to do that. On the flip side, for every good, there's a bad. So the E-Fed superstar being the good side, on the bad side, you got the E-Fed diva. E-Fed divas are just like the superstar. They know all the stuff that the E-Fed superstar knows, except their thing is they feel like the world revolves around them now. They feel that every victory is some reason for them to really hold other people down. When they lose, they like to question the staff. They like to question the Fed head. They typically become toxic. If they're going to become toxic at all, this is the stage where that happens. E-Fed divas join a Fed and they become E-Fed superstars. They're really involved. They want to be part of everything. They want to write matches. They want to uh, help out other members. They want to give advice. They want to talk to Hall of Famers and get advice from them. Only simply because they're not they not really getting trying to put in positive. They're trying to quickly move up the ladder. Let's just be that. They want to get popular with everybody so they can quickly get that recognition and get that ladder moving. If it doesn't work out as they plan, first they start whining about losses. From there, they'll start whining to the Fed. Then from there, they'll start talking crap. They might even cause a little bit of negative shit on Discord. You know, they'll do stuff like that till eventually they're talking trash about the Fed. Ultimately, the E-Fed diva will fizzle out, especially around title time. As a matter of fact, I'm looking at a Fed right now who let a person return. I'm just shaking my head at because he's an E-Fed superstar who turned into an E-Fed diva. And that's how it always works. And again, he's back in the Fed doing his E-Fed superstar stuff. I'm looking at it right now and I've watched this happen. He's going to get pissed at one point when he doesn't win. And then he's going to go piss off and talk crap again. That's how it always works with this guy. And a lot of people are like that. And unfortunately for us, we can track it in the hobby because there's not a lot of new talent that's entering this hobby. So it's usually the same people coming back over and over. I'm going to give this guy credit. He came back with the character he always you know, uses. So at least we know who he is. He's not holding anything back. He's not hiding. So maybe there's a smidgen chance that he's improved. Again, that kind of goes to what I've said in previous shows. E-Feds need to stop reinviting toxic members to their Fed. I don't care if they say that they've gotten better. I don't care if they say that they've grown mature. I don't care. Stop reinviting shit people to your Fed. If they were shit before, they're shit now. Everybody deserves one chance. That being said, if somebody decides to shit the bed, I can see letting them come back once because everybody makes a mistake. But after that, no, you don't get to come back ever again. I don't know why Fed heads do that. I'm not going to go on a tangent with it right now. I'm just looking at this and I'm shaking my head like, damn, you know, this this Fed is asking for it. And I'm saying it right now. So, yeah, that's that's the E-Fed diva. I can't stand them. These are the ones that I used to like to beat the most. I would rather be in a match with the E-Fed diva than have a title match, to be honest with you. When I competed, I got way more excited when I would take on people who thought that their ass was shiny and that they had they were spitting out gold pellets out of their mouth, you know, that the ty- the words they typed were on the level of the King James Bible, you know. I loved loved taking those guys on because it really motivated me to want to bring my A game. So I crushed their ass and watched them spin out and complain about me and eventually move on to other feds cuz while they're talking shit about me, all they're doing is promoting me. You know what I mean? They can talk as much shit as they want about me. And keep that in mind. If people are talking shit about you, don't get upset. That just makes them your biggest promoter. 
when you talk shit about them, somebody you're, they're saying your name constantly, constantly, constantly. And in the eFed uh, community, getting your name out there is really important because people hear you. You know, if if somebody came to you and said, "Hey, you know, Baby Yoda is an asshole. Baby Yoda cheats. That Fed puts him over. They always make him win. He didn't deserve to win." The person listening to you is like, "Yeah, yeah," because they're your friend. You know, yeah, yeah. That's true. That's true. But in the back of their mind, they're thinking, "Man." I'm glad I didn't face them. Whatever happened, you know. And then when Baby Yoda shows up in their Fed, they're gonna get. They've already built up a reputation. They're gonna be kind of afraid to face you, you know, because they might think that maybe they did kick your ass. <laughs> so that's the E Fed diva can't stand them, uh, and Feds who reinvite them, shame on you. You really need to rethink the way you do things. Then lastly, you've got the E Fedder. Yes, the E Fedder is above the E Fed superstar. Yes, it's true. The E-Fetter now gets it. He understands what the balance is of riding between character development and match relevance. He understands how important it is to be an important member of the community. Being in an E-Fed is about socializing, interacting with your peers. If you're not doing that, that's okay. You know, we have a lot of people who are kind of introverts, people who are shy. There's nothing wrong with that. But the, the, to get to the level of the E-Fetter, you are out there accessible to your peers, you know, you're not just a, you're not just a character on a screen. You're also a person, a person behind the character. You know, uh, you get to know them. You start to care about the community because this is not really wrestling. It's just a game. And when you sit down and play a game, you usually sit down and play a game with your friends. So now you've made friends for all intents and purposes. You put time into the Fed you're in. You, people who jump around from Fed to Fed, maybe one or two times is understandable. But when you get to like your fifth Fed. You need to reflect on yourself and figure out why you haven't found a home yet. And maybe the problem is you. All right. So, I mean, I've jumped around from Fed to Fed early on in my eFed career. And I'll tell you right now, the problem was me. I was an asshole. Straight up. I was an asshole. I was an eFed diva. <laughs> so I learned to get my act together. And at that, when I happened, I started to enjoy the hobby. And that's really what the eFedder is. The eFedder finally gets it. He's just a positive member in the, in the community. He probably won't use Twitter because Twitter is really just for the trolls. Um, but other than that, I mean, there are people who use Twitter appropriately, but unfortunately, they get swallowed up by the trolls. As far as I'm concerned, that social media uh, tool is dead to me. I'm glad we never really got into Facebook because I can tell you that would have gone left field really quick, especially when you can uh, post pictures regularly in flame. Like it's just I know you can I know you can do that on Twitter. It's just more accessible on Facebook. So I'm, and, and plus it's more destructive. So. That that's kind of all I have to say about the the what kind of e fetter you are. Everybody wants to strive to be the e fetter, and that includes Hall of Famers and legends, legend you know legends of the hobby. Like they all want to be e e fetters is as higher rank as you're ever going to get. Because just because you think you're a Hall of Famer in one fed, you're not a Hall of Famer in all of them. You know, I'm a Hall of Fame member of four different feds right now. I can go to four different websites and see Explodes image and his name in their Hall of Fame, and I'm very grateful. I feel very proud of that. I, I Being recognized by my peers is more important to me than any fake title I've ever won. But then I, I can name a dozen other feds that they don't even know who the hell I am when I show up, you know? And so I'm only as good as to my, I'm only really as good as my peers say I am. So we're, the highest rank I can really achieve is the e-fetter, to be a positive member of the community. I've chosen to use a, do a podcast to reach that level. And to me, that's my comfort zone now. Uh, but for everybody else who's in there riding, it's it's a harder game. It's a, it's something hard to do, but you can do it. Just stay the course, help out your peers, 
constantly raise your game. Learn that balance when you're riding an RP. Don't cry about losses. Help your fed head out. Give him, you know, give him assists. When you say you can ride a match, I know you probably can't ride a match all the time. I mean, who can besides the staff and the fed? You can't, it's hard to compete and ride a match. But if you're going to ride a match, ride a big one. I know you don't really want to put over your opponents. Like say there's some guy who's just kicking ass and you want to be bigger than him and you've been assigned to write that guy's match. Don't be a douchebag. Write his match huge. Write his match how you'd want your match to be written. Because I've said it before. The bigger you make other people, the bigger you're going to look when you kick their ass. You want to promote everybody. The E-Fedder knows that. You want to blow up everybody. You want to blow your Fed up. You want your Fed to be known as the biggest Fed on the web. Because when you're the champion of it, that makes you the best. I mean, the overall best. So put over everybody you know. Get everybody big. Include them in your promos. Reach out to them. Activate, make factions. Do stuff to get noticed. Wins and losses are not enough. You need to do stuff to get noticed. And that's kind of the beginning of what I want to get into this season in terms of helping out people who are learning how to do the hobby or learning how to get into it. This uh, podcast was kind of all over the place because I felt like there was a lot of entry stuff I wanted to get into. But every podcast moving from here is going to be very centralized. I'm going to talk about specific things in the hobby that I've learned to help people improve. We're going to talk about writing. We're going to talk about character creation. We're going to talk about picking out posers. Believe it or not, your poser is important. It's not just who your favorite wrestler is or whoever the greatest wrestler at the time is. I mean, let's take mine, for example. I chose Triple H during a time when nobody was choosing him. He had just changed over from Hunter Hearst Helmsley to Triple H at the time, and he had that British thing he was dropping. And people were like, well, really? You're going to choose him? And I was like, yeah, yeah, I think he's going to be big. For the record, I was right. But looking back now, that Triple H is not remembered anymore. Now he's the ball-headed old guy who runs the company and has all this respect, who maybe I'm at that point in the community, but my character was not. So... You need to choose something that's going to really represent your character you're writing. We're going to get into that. We're going to get into the tools that you're going to need to be a, a good e-fetter. You know, it's not just the computer. You know, it's not just the typing. You know, there's a lot more involved in that. And really, what I think I was good at, what other people told me through my e-fed career I was good at, I'm going to teach everybody how to prep the way I did. I'm going to teach everybody how what goes into the preparation for a match, where you need to look, what you need to do, think notes you need to make. And lastly, layout. When you're doing your RP, we're going to talk about the layout of your RP. It matters. You can't keep jumping around. And I have talked about this with so many people. Believe it or not, 90% of the people I've talked to think that people who use a million colors in the RP are annoying. It takes away from your RP, plain and simple. I'm not going to blow that episode, but I'm just going to leave it at that. If you're one of those people who use a different color for every paragraph, all you're doing is taking away the attention to your RP. Now, there are fed heads out there who run feds that have a scorecard system. And if that's the case, that's another reason why you don't need to do the colors. Because it's not having any bearing on the results. It's just making your RP into an eyesore. So we're going to talk about all that stuff. But I'm also going to keep these um, podcasts at like 30 minutes. So I'm going to cut this off here. But I want to go say one last thing before I go. So I told you my name is Jaden. I am the host of IMX. And I know that because he's me. And I want to thank everybody for all the support you've given me through the years. I know many people in the hobby and many people know me. And I'm grateful for that. That's probably the best gift I got in the hobby. And so I want to reach out to everybody who's mentioned me in podcasts recently. Anybody who's sent any private messages that might have referred to Explode or me as a writer. 
And I want to tell you that I'm so, so grateful for every time you guys mention me. Be- just simply because it's nice to be remembered now that I'm retired. I think everybody, I can speak for everybody who's retired and say that when people mention you later, year or two after stepping away, it makes you feel like the work you did, the time you spent is carrying on. Your legacy moves on. So thank you so much. I love every one of you, man. And uh, remember, always believe, okay? Keep your motivation high. It is not okay to lose, but it's not okay always to win. The point is getting your peers just as happy as you are in this hobby and everybody winning. Remember that. We'll get more into that too as well. Trust me. My name is Jaden again. I'm going to say that four or five times because it's time for me to get known for who I am, less about the character I wrote. You guys take care. Be safe. Bye-bye. Thank you.